Good morning and welcome Campbell River Baptist Church. We're so excited that you can join us this morning for our service. We're outside in front of the church, in front of these amazing gardens. We just want to say thank you so much to Ivan and Margot for doing all of this work outside to keep the church looking amazing. So thank you, Ivan and Margot. Today we have our, the last in our fearless series, David and Goliath, about facing our giants. We're so excited that to hear this final challenge from Pastor Dwight and what God has to teach us through facing our giants today. Also today, we have the wonderful opportunity to meet Pastor Dwight and Sandra. You get to come out here right in front of the church, almost to where I am, and you get to meet them and get a little bit of time to say hi and tell who you are and just encourage them in their journey here when they can't actually see you every week. So we're excited for that opportunity today. If you want to join us today from 10 to noon, we would love to have you here to meet Pastor Dwight and Sandra and enjoy the rest of the service. Leora here to talk to you guys about worship today. Worship is one of those things that we have come to know as singing, but I've been thinking a lot about worship as singing isn't something that we can do together right now. What is worship? In my mind, I was thinking about it, and I think that worship is any time that we remind our hearts and our minds that God is in the driver's seat and we're not. Any time that we are either putting truth into our hearts and minds about things that are true about God, or we're worshiping God and so we're putting our focus on God. Another way we can worship is by giving, because what we're saying is we trust God, we believe God, we're putting him in the driver's seat with what we have. We are giving out of our resources, the resources that God has given us. That is an act of worship. Anytime that we remind our hearts and minds that God is in control and not us, that is an act of worship. So today I want to read to you Psalm 121 that reminds us that God is our protector no matter what is happening around us. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you, your coming and going, both now and forevermore. As we move into the rest of our service this week, remember what worship is. Take some time to listen to our Spotify list so that you can fill your heart and mind with things that are true about God and ways that you can say thank you to God for the things that he has provided for you and the ways that he's protecting you in this season. Hey everyone, my name is Emma and I have two announcements for you today. The first one is about our Meet the Pastor event. Ginny mentioned it a little bit earlier. We are having it today at 10 all the way till 12. And so feel free to drop by at any point in that time. It's gonna be a socially distanced event just to keep everybody safe. You're gonna come into the parking lot, drive through. We'll show a little bit of a video to see what it will look like. We have some freezies, we have a photo booth. We would love to see you, so please join us today. Not sure what to expect with our Meet the Pastor event this Sunday? Well, we've made this video for you to show you a little bit of how it will look. You're gonna start off by driving into the parking lot. As you can see, me and Leora are obviously in our car. You're gonna follow the arrows, making a loop, and then going around to the front of the building. 
once you are at the front doors, you can see that there is a photo booth set up. So you can get out of your cars with your family, pose for a photo, we will send that to you in an email, and then you can get back into your cars. There will most likely be people waiting behind you, so flow is important. Then you will drive over to meet Pastor Dwight, say hello, grab a freezy, give him your coloring page if you colored him one, and that is it. We will see you there. My second announcement is about our small groups. Small groups is where CRBC is really investing time in it to grow. If you're not in a small group right now, we highly encourage you to email us at the office so that you can get signed up. Church probably isn't going to look normal for the next little while, so small groups and small church is where we need to be investing our time and energy. Here's an example of what one small group has done. They have their own little worship team. They watch Leora on the projector. It's so awesome. And so you guys can be doing that too. Feel free to make your small group your own. If you would like curriculum, if you're starting a new one, feel free to talk to us. We would love to support you in any way that we can. Well, good morning again, CRBC. It's uh, Dale Stevens here. I uh, have the privilege of serving here on the board. And I just wanted to bring you a few updates uh, from the board and uh, just to, to uh, keep you updated with a few things that we've been working on over the last few months. Um, and I wanted to start with uh, just letting you know about uh, uh, our Radiant Life ministry. Uh, hopefully, uh, in the past few days, you've received a letter um, talking about Radiant and, uh, and the decisions we've made around um, stepping back from our oversight over on the, of the Radiant building specifically. Um, so I hope you got that information. Uh, we've made the decision uh, to step back from our responsibilities there uh, with the Radiant building. Uh, it has been for sale and there's some insecurity there as far as how long we may or may not be able to have that building. So that preempted some of this, uh, this discussion. Uh, so the letter has uh, a little more info in it. You can look at that. I do want you to know we are committed to and we've been talking with our volunteers uh, about how we continue uh, our feeding, the feeding portion, uh, lunches on Sunday, and how can we creatively keep doing that, our connections with people downtown. Uh, those are the things we want to strive towards uh, continuing. And so we want to uh, just let you know that we will be stepping away from the building portion, but looking uh, towards the future, how we can continue uh, with some ministry downtown. So just wanted to keep you up to date on that. Uh, wanted to touch base with you on the survey. I want to thank everybody who has been, uh, um, who has done the survey and uh, participated that way. I want to encourage you. This is your last chance. It's uh, likely going to uh, end on the uh, 20th, which is tomorrow. Uh, so if you haven't done the survey or you don't know about the survey, contact the church office and um, inquire about the survey. We need your email. And, um, and so that we can get you the link, you can check uh, with the office that way, either phone or, or email, and we can get you the information as how you can um, access the survey. We'd love you for, for you to do that. Um, also wanted to just give you a little info. Um, uh, two board members, Brielle Nickel and Jeff Basselt, uh, at this point have agreed to uh, co-lead our search team, our new lead pastor search team. And so the board has been working uh, through that with some uh, um, information and um, manuals and uh, touch points from our fellowship and some other information and of course the survey as well, information that we're getting from you. So uh, we'll keep you posted as we move forward into that. It's uh, still in the beginning stages, uh, but quite a bit of work has already been done as we look towards 
uh, formulation of a search team uh, for a new lead pastor. So we wanted to keep you up to date on that. Um, also COVID and building usage. Uh, I know this is on a lot of people's minds. Uh, we are um, working with the staff right now as we continue to look at uh, what the government regulations from the BCCDC, from Dr. Bonnie Henry, uh, from our uh, health ministry, how those impact, how we can use our building, especially as we move forward into September. Uh, we are looking at uh, live streaming uh, our services on Sunday morning. It's most likely and very likely that we will be continuing as uh, just an online presence for our Sunday morning services. Um, but that may change up as we move through the summer into September, uh, as we go towards more of a live stream opportunity. Um, we have a, it's a very, very complex issue for us here at CRBC. Uh, we have many different building uh, users, user groups. We have our Sunshine Play School to consider. We have CRCS to consider. Uh, and so we have to be very careful as we look at how those um, user groups overlap and how we uh, stay within regulation uh, so that we can use our building to uh, its best potential usage. We want to remind you uh, our, as uh, we go forward, uh, church is more than just that Sunday morning meeting. And so we realize it's a huge part of it. We want to work towards encouraging you towards small groups uh, and, uh, and getting together uh, in your small groups uh, or with other people from the church and fellowship together and meet together uh, as much as you can. Right now it's great we can do that outside in the summertime or in backyards. We want to encourage you to keep doing that. Uh, we're excited about that um, and we're working towards more of that come the, come the fall as well. So we wanted to just touch base with you on that. Um, AGM, we are trying to figure out how to do our AGM. We want to hold it this year. Just want to let you know we have made some progress there. Likely we are going to be able to have it in late September, possibly uh, closer into early October. Um, the uh, provincial government has made allowance uh, for us to work outside of our bylaw a little bit in that we can hold, uh, we are legally allowed to hold uh, electronic meetings. So there might be a combination of things there, but we are working towards holding our AGM. It'll be an AGM. Uh, and an annual finance meeting combined. Uh, so we want to try and get that part of our governance done. And we're just trying to work on the logistics of how to get that done. Um, that's about it. I just also wanted to just finish with a thank you. Uh, a great thank you to those who continue to support us financially. Um, our giving has been relatively healthy. We are down. Um, overall, uh, there's been a decline and we know that uh, COVID is affecting uh, people's abilities to, to give and we appreciate that. But we just want to be very thankful and express to you our, our gratitude as uh, so many have continued in uh, just this healthy generosity and we want to encourage you to keep that, keep that going. Uh, we appreciate it. We're watching our finances closely again. Um, and, but just a, a, just a heartfelt thank you to those who are continuing uh, this healthy support uh, financially. And so I just wanted to bring that to you too and just express my uh, gratitude and thanks for that. So uh, I'm going to leave you with that. Um, be sure to uh, connect with our newsletters. Get signed up for our newsletter so we can continue to uh, communicate with you. And um, we would love to be able to provide as much information as we can. I know it's hard to do, uh, but we're going to keep working on trying to get better at it. So 
thank you, CRBC. Um, we miss you, and, um, and we, we long for the day when we can all be together, uh, but we're going to work towards uh, making things as uh, uh, connected as we can through um, all the technological advancements that we've been given, so we want to continue to do that. So thanks again, have a great week, and uh, appreciate you being with us. Hi everybody, it's Ryan Davis here, Senior Youth Intern. This morning, I just wanted to come and encourage you guys and thank you guys for the way that you have been supporting Canberra River Baptist Church and uh, in this time. We really appreciate your continued partnership in the gospel and in reaching out to Campbell River. And I wanted to just take a moment to highlight our e-transfers. If you haven't heard about that, reach out to the office uh, or try and connect with Jackie, but it's just another way that you're able to partner and that we're trying to make it simpler right now during this time. Um, and on top of that, I'm gonna take a few minutes and I'm gonna pray this morning. I'm gonna be praying for our service and I just wanna take a minute to pray for our youth. We have such a large population of youth here at the Baptist Church and in Campbell River who are connected to our summer camps. And right now their summer looks vastly different than maybe any they can remember or any they've had before. And so we wanna take a minute to just pray for them. So would you please join me? Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today that we can be together in this way. Lord, we want to thank you for Pastor Dwight, and we ask, Lord, that as he brings the message this morning, Lord, you would open our hearts and our ears to hear from you, and I pray, Lord, that you would give Pastor Dwight the words to speak to encourage us this week. Father, we also want to lift up our youth this week, Lord, and all summer long, but we just pray, Lord, and think about them as they try to figure out what summer looks like in this time. We pray that, uh, Lord, you would give them just awesome opportunities this summer to be able to serve in different ways, ways that they maybe haven't tried before, that you would give them opportunities, that you would guide their steps, and Lord, that you would encourage them and draw them close to you in this time where camps are not available. And so, Father, we just thank you for our population. We thank you for the next generation that is coming up, and we ask, Lord, that you would bless them today and this summer. Thank you, Jesus, again for this day, this beautiful time together, and we ask that you would bless it, bless this message, and uh, yeah, Jesus, we just thank you so much for what you're doing here in Campbell River. In your name we pray, amen. Good morning, Pastor Dwight here with you again for Fearless number six. This will be the last of our Fearless series. Next week, we're going to look at a new series for the summer, six uh, lessons on the miracles of Jesus. You know, at different times in our lives, we need a miracle. We're going to look at how Jesus worked in people's lives in a miraculous way. Today, though, we're looking at fearless. These are stories of Old Testament people that God used in a mighty way. I came across some pictures this week of some Guinness World Record holders, and one was a little town called Casey, Illinois. They have about 2,500 people but they do hold 14 world records. And the work is done by a Christian man, so every piece has a scripture verse on it, and they have built big things. For instance, here we have the biggest pencil and the biggest birdcage in the world. This is the largest mailbox and the largest rocking chair. People actually have to climb up to get onto these things, and they can hold a whole bunch of people the largest pitchfork. And then of course, we have the largest wooden shoes in the world. 
take big feet to fill those. The largest ruler, and then if you go out to the golf course, you will see the largest golf tee. Down at the courthouse, you have the world's largest gavel. And then uh, on the main street is the world's largest top. And then in one of the stores is the largest knitting needles and crochet hook. We're going to talk about giants today, big things in our lives. When you hear the name David, what story immediately comes to mind? Goliath, right? David and Goliath. This is a shepherd boy who later became a fearless warrior. He became a skilled general and a successful king. In fact, he was called a man after God's own heart. We're going to read in 1 Samuel 17, most of our scriptures today. I'll be reading from the New International Version. And I want to start in verses 10 and 11. We read about a dude named Goliath. And it says, the, Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Here was a huge man, very strong, and his reputation preceded him. He was a warrior among warriors. He was part of the Philistine army. And the Philistine army has jostled with Israel over land that was part of the economic highway in the east. There were very valuable trade routes that were growing and expanding, and everybody wanted this area. Goliath was the Philistine champion. He was a champion that would challenge other champions to fight for their nations. And then it became a winner-take-all event. And this dreaded champion, Goliath, he, he was over nine feet tall, it says. That's about three meters. King Saul and all of the other Israelites were dismayed and terrified. That's what this passage says, that they were dismayed and terrified. Uh, the word dismayed literally means to be broken. Now, King Saul was a warrior, and he was a great warrior. He was one among the tallest in the whole Israelite nation. They had already beaten the Philistines many times before. However, this time it was Goliath, the Goliath. There was no way, not even a chance, that they could beat this guy. What happens when we go out there and get demolished by Goliath? The nation of Israel will be a joke. We'll be humiliated. They were broken and terrified. Now, this really comes to us today. You will face Goliaths in your life if you haven't already. It's important to identify what is your Goliath. If you want, leave some comments in the comment section uh, in uh, YouTube or fa Facebook. Maybe not your Goliath, but you've seen Goliaths in people's life. What are some Goliaths that we have? In that opening video you saw this morning, it was about fearfully and wonderfully made, encouraging people because, you know, self-esteem issues are huge. They are big Goliaths in our lives. There are other things, things that we don't want to bring up because, you know, we can't defeat it. We fought it before. We've lost. Maybe it's an addiction. You are broken. You're terrified. You have an addiction to pornography, to drugs, to anger, to control. Maybe uh, marriage, there are some problems so big that you see no hope. That's a big Goliath in our lives. Maybe you have trouble identifying your Goliath. Maybe it's become so much a part of your life that you don't even see it. 
For 40 days, it says, Goliath would step out and provoke the challenge. And for 40 days, the Israelite army sat paralyzed in fear. 40 days, they sounded like they were ready for battle. We know what needs to be done, but this giant is so big. They had no intention of fighting him. He was just becoming part of their lives. We want to attack our Goliath this morning. In the story, a young teenager named David enters. He has seven brothers. Three of these are already in the Israelite army, and David was at home. He was the youngest, and he was watching the sheep. He was a shepherd. His father, Jesse, wanted to send a care package to the older sons who were in the army. So he sends David with this care package. And then he says, give me some word back on what is happening. Well, there were no Wi-Fi, no Instagram, no CNN news. So he wanted to know what was going on. David arrives as the two armies line up for their daily routine, where they would employ their battle strategy. Now, it was psychological warfare. One army would be over on this side of the valley, another on the other side of the valley. They would rattle their arms. They would make noise. They would try to intimidate the other. The, the difficulty was that out comes Goliath, this giant of a man, and he provokes a challenge. And they were winning on the psychological warfare strategy. Verse 23 of uh, 1 Samuel 17, it says, As David was talking with his brothers, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. David heard it. That's our first strategy in fighting our Goliath. We want to come up with some battle strategies. We want to hear what we're going to do. The first battle strategy is hear the lies. Your giant has told you lies. What lies are you believing? Maybe you're hearing you can't have a healthy marriage. It's impossible. Well, that's a lie. Marriage was God's idea in the first place. The Bible even describes our relationship with God as a marriage. Maybe the lie you're hearing is that you can't break this addiction. It's just part of your life. Well, that's a lie. The truth is you can do anything through Christ's strength. Maybe the lie we hear is your God's a joke. You're on your own in this world. Again, that's a lie. The truth is that God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hear the lies. There are many lies being told today by our Goliaths. You're worthless. You're a loser. You're pathetic. You're a failure. You'll never get ahead financially. You won't ever complete that course. You won't be able to lose that weight. You're too sinful. God could never forgive what you've done. Hear the lies. And we recognize the lies by knowing the truth. Know the truth. Recognize the lies. David's response to Goliath's lies was, Who is this guy? Verse 23, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this guy? These lies are against the living God, and David is deeply offended. The truth is that in all things, God will work out for good all things for those who love him. The truth is that Jesus came and died for you and me so that we could live an abundant life. The truth is that when God looks on followers of Christ, he doesn't see our sin. He sees the righteousness of Christ. The truth is you're a child of God with all the rights and privileges that a child has. Recognize the lies because you know the truth. 
Hear the lies and know the truth. If you know the truth, then you'll be able to detect the lies. Everybody sees that David's upset. In fact, it even gets back to King Saul. And he calls David in. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. David was moved to action, which leads us to the second battle strategy. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the naysayers. Saul replied to David, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a boy, and he's been a fighting man from his youth. The negative talk, the negative self-talk, you can't do this. You're not good enough. It can eat away at your confidence in God. Don't listen to the naysayers. Instead, remember your God's stories. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Remember your God's stories. Remember when God did something in your life. David begins to tell some incredible stories. He fought a lion, he fought a bear, and he won. God did it before, he'll do it again. When people say God can't, remember when God did. Maybe you have a story. Leave it in the comment section. Tell us your story, your God stories. We all have them. Finances is one of my Goliaths. Finances becomes issues, has been all my life, that when finances get tight, I get really worried. And it's, it's kind of a Goliath in my life. And I have to remember, and many times I remember this God story. It was uh, many years ago. We had just moved to the town of Souk and taken the pastorate there. The church was small. It was just starting to grow. We had been there for a few years, and we had two kids. Two of our three kids were in their teen years, so expenses were getting up there. Finances were tight. There were some medical issues. There were some costly prescriptions. There were school fees, house expenses. And then one day, we got a notice in the mail from an investment company saying that Sandra had an insurance policy with them and the company was being sold. Did we want to sell the shares? Well, first we thought it was a hoax. We didn't even know who it was, what it turns out. We investigated a bit. Turns out that Sandra's father, many years ago, had a paid-up insurance policy for his daughters. It had been sold, the companies had been sold a number of times to different companies, and we had lost track of them and thought it was gone forever. But they had tracked us down. The little policy that was only worth $500 was now sold for $12,000. And we needed every bit of that cash that year. Remember your God stories. He did it before, and he'll do it again. David and Goliath face off. Goliath is head to toe in armor. He's nine feet tall. He's got every weapon hanging off his body and a few extras with his, his armor bearer. Well, warrior among warriors. Verse 43, he, Goliath, looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. This is a joke. Remember, hear the lies, know the truth. Don't listen to the naysayers. Remember your God stories. And then number three, don't focus on the giant. On his way out to the battle line, David picks up five smooth stones. 
Now they've actually excavated these uh, sling stones in Israel and they are actually about the size of a tennis ball, perfectly round, made out of flint, hard as rock. And as a youth, I remember doing this David slingshot thing. We used to build weapons like uh, Kung Fu stars and we, we would make those and throw them at the wall and they would stick in and we had to get dad's pliers to pull them out. And one day we thought, let's make a David sling, which is two ropes with a piece of leather in the middle. We put rocks on them and we started to figure out how to do them and sling them. And you know, they go a long way. We were on four acres and from one end of the property to the other was the road. We could sling stones right out to the road till dad told us that's probably not a good idea. David had a slingshot. It was the only weapon he had. No armor, no sword, no shield. You see the difference between David, a slingshot and a rock, and swords and spears and shields. When we first look at this and we examine the story, the comparison of the weapons kind of gets to us, a slingshot versus spear, sword and javelin. And we begin to list the reasons why it's impossible. We list the things that can go wrong. We list the reasons we can't win. Us, compared to our giant, who would you bet on? We have that same attitude in our own lives. Our focus is misplaced. We compare the giant to ourselves. Then in reality, we need to compare our giant to God. That's what David did. David understood what mattered, that it was all about God. Don't focus on the giant, focus on God. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Goliath, you've got your weapons, but I've got God. And I have... God, the Lord Almighty, Yahweh El Shaddai, God Almighty. That was a warfare name. It was a fighting name. It was a God of the angel armies. Ultimately, the warfare we're engaged in is with God, in, with God, as God is part of our army, is against our spiritual enemy, Satan. That's who we're really fighting against. And just make some notes about the enemy that we fight as we think of Satan being the enemy. C.S. Lewis, in his famous little book, The Screwtape Letters, tells us uh, about demons. It's a fictional uh, account, but Lewis makes some really good points. Lewis tells us, there are two and equal opposite errors into which our race can fall about devils. One is to disbelieve their existence, the other is to believe and feel an unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors. When we talk about Satan, remember he is a person, not just an evil force. There are many names used for Satan. Uh, the word Satan actually means an adversary or the enemy. The Greek uses diabolos, the devil, the slanderer. There's other words used, the father of lies, the evil one, the ruler of this world, the prince of the power of the air, the tempter. Satan is a created being. He's not present everywhere, but remember that God, the Holy Spirit, is omnipresent. Satan is not all-knowing, 
But God, the Father, is omniscient. Satan is not all-powerful, but Jesus, the Son of God, is omnipotent. Satan is just like any angel, albeit a fallen angel. He is a spiritual being. He is powerful. He knows more than human beings. But he can't be everywhere in the world tempting and deceiving. So he does it through an army of emissaries, demons, evil spirits, fallen angels, call it what you may. In the New Testament, only Jesus himself is tempted by the devil. All other oppressions are by demons, members of the evil army. Yet in the battle against Satan, it is all lumped together. So how do they interfere in our lives? Think of a long street. There's houses on both sides. It's long and narrow. Both sides has these two-story row houses. And at the other end stands Jesus. The Christian life is a process of walking down the long street of maturity towards Jesus. Nothing can keep you from reaching him. You received Christ, you fix your eyes on him, and you start walking. But the world still has Satan's influence. And so the houses on the sides are inhabited by those who would keep you from your goal. They can't block your path, they can't slow your steps. But they hang out of the windows calling to distract you. I've got something you want. Temptations, accusations. Hey, stupid, you're a sinner. Remember your shame. You don't have time for worship and prayer and reading the Bible. Their purpose is to slow you down, to sit you down, to make you give up on your journey. But remember that Satan can never again own you, but he seeks to influence you to least effectiveness. Temptation, accusation, deception. Don't give him more power than he really has. Don't focus on the giant. Focus on God. You acknowledge your enemy, but you keep your eyes on Jesus. How do we respond to the evil giants in the world? 1 Peter 5.9 tells us that our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Resist him. Whenever we resist the slightest temptation, we honor God. When we overcome the smallest problem by trusting Jesus, then God is glorified in our lives. When we choose character over convenience, when we choose faithfulness over ease, when we choose honesty over deceit, we bring honor to the Lord himself. Serve him with obedience even in the small things and God is glorified. And we focus on God, not the Goliaths of our lives. 1 John 4, 5 says, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is within us, and he is greater than our enemy. We're not a helpless victim of a tug of war between two nearly equal heavenly superpowers. Compared to Satan's limited power, God is off the charts, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, and you are in him. Sometimes the reality of sin the presence of evil may seem more real. It's Satan's deception. It is a giant lie. He is a defeated foe. Jesus is the overcomer. Jesus is the victor. Don't focus on the giant. Focus on God. This day, David said, the Lord will hand you over to me and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Stop comparing the giant 
to ourselves. We're not coming against the giant in our own strength. We are coming in the strength of Jesus Christ. We focus on God. We compare the size of the giant to the size of our God. Why does God intervene? Why can we trust him to take care of the situation? Because it will be a witness. It will be an evidence. It is saying, yes, there is a God. And when God intervenes, when God defeats the giant, the result is the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. The whole world will know that God is alive. Battle strategies to face giants. There are three of them. The first is that we've got to do is hear the lies. Hear them fresh so we recognize their lies. Why? Because we know the truth. When that moves us to action, we need to be ready because we don't want to listen to the naysayers. We want to remember our God stories. Remember what God did in our lives. And when we go into battle, don't focus on the giant. Don't compare the giant to yourself. Focus on God. Compare the giant to God. Mark Lowry, a number of years ago, sang a song about the battle with Goliath. In one line, he said, The giant up there ain't too big to hit. That giant's too big to miss. There is victory. So the whole world will know that there is a God who reigns in your life. Well, the story you know happened. David sprinted towards Goliath. He grabbed one of his stones. He put it in the sling. He turned that sling around and let it go. And it hit the Goliath right in the middle of the forehead. And it took that giant down. Today, we're going to grab whatever we have in our hands. Whatever it is, no matter what it is, and we're going to face our giant. With God's strength, that giant is going down. And you know why? It's that focus of everything. So the whole world will know there is a God who reigns in your life. Because our mission on earth is to alert people to the universal reign of God in Christ Jesus. How big is your God? Remember, he is bigger than the giants. There is a giant that we cannot defeat on our own called sin. And sin is what separates us from God. That relationship with God is what we are created for. But there is this sin that separates us. And that's why God in his sovereignty and his grace sent Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. He died on a cross and he took his, our sin on himself. And he took it to the grave and then Jesus rose again. That gift of forgiveness and grace is offered freely to each of us right now. Today is the day that you face that giant and recognize that your only hope is Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, show us what the truth is. Help us to live the truth out that this battle is yours and we know that the giant is going down. Lord, we face many Goliaths in our life. There are things that come against us, things from inside, things from outside. And we pray that you would help us to know the truth, remember our God stories, and to focus on God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Today and during this week, as you face your giants, just remember, know the truth so you can hear the lies. Remember your God stories so you can ignore the naysayers. Focus on God so you don't focus on the giants. You know, we have God's promise in the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
Amen. If you agree, leave a comment in the comment section. If you get a chance in the next two hours, why don't you pop down to the church in your car and uh, Sandra and I will be here till 12 o'clock and we would love to meet you. You can stay in your car and I'll stay two meters away. Thanks for watching this morning and have a blessed week.